Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Everyone, my name is Patricia Wooster, and Dre Baldwin and I are going to spend the next hour talking to you about the five reasons your story is your superpower. 
and first off, I just wanted to um, throw some flowers over to TM, who started our day so beautifully. So I appreciate you. Loved meeting you last week, and your segment was absolutely amazing. And Justin, um, you know, when it comes to story, you're going to be like, how does Justin's actually tie into what Patricia and Dre are talking about today? And it absolutely does, because if you notice, Justin actually weaves stories in um, when he was talking to us the last hour. And that's what made what he was talking about so tangible and easy to understand or implement. Also, when he mentioned um, building a story brand book, um, that is a book that I'm constantly sending to my book coaching clients because it is exactly how you know, you can prepare your story for impact when it comes to our businesses. So I just wanted to kind of draw those parallels. And also today I'm joined by Dre Baldwin. Dre and I have been running book writing rooms since January, and we are usually here on Tuesdays from 4 to 5 p.m. And between the two of us, I was adding this up last night, we have written 44 books. So um, we have a lot of experience with stories and one thing we have found um, just running rooms in Clubhouse is there's so many questions around stories, um, you know, that come up. And, you know, when it comes to our stories, oftentimes there's this struggle, and it's something I've always struggled with as well, is, you know, does anybody care about my story? Um, how much of it do I share and to whom? And then is my story big enough, right? You know, we get into this habit on Clubhouse of going into rooms where, we're listening to super successful people and they have these amazing stories from where they started to where they are now. And sometimes it's easy to think your story is not big enough. And also, will anybody even care about my story? So these are questions that literally constantly are coming up for us. So we want to talk about it today because it's not just about books. Okay. If you want to write a book, great. Or if you've written a book, wonderful. But our stories are woven in like Justin, weaving in stories today. Our stories are woven into when we talk in Clubhouse, when we meet with clients, when we explain the background of our businesses. So wherever you fall, it's so important to understand the beauty of story. So that's what we're gonna jump into. We're gonna give you the five reasons your story is your superpower. And on the fourth one, I'm actually going to share with you, which I have not shared with Glenn yet, but his Brene Brown moment that happened this weekend and why he absolutely needs to include it in one of his books. But what I'm going to do is we are going to go through five things. I'm going to say what the, the, those things are, and Dre's going to give you context for it and explain what it is, and then I'm going to give you an example. So the first one um, that we identified is the reason your story is your superpower is it connects you to your audience. So Dre, I'm going to pass it over to you to to kind of explain, what does that mean to you? Hey, good morning, Patricia, and everyone here in the room. Um, thanks for having me on. And to answer that question, how does the story connect you to your audience? It's pretty much everything, because we all know that people do not buy information. The information is actually pretty easy to come by. Anyone can share information. No one owns information. It's not proprietary. But your story is what makes it what makes it yours and that's the thing that actually draws people in for example if you're trying to teach like in my business i teach people discipline mental toughness personal initiative i used to play basketball I teach players how to get better at playing ball patricia you show people how to write books 
none of those ideas is brand new. Neither of us created those ideas, but what draws people into us and gets people to do those things through us or pay us to help them with them is the fact that we have a story that they can relate to. And that's what draws people in is that relation to the story. So for example, in my background playing sports, I would I would tell players how you know I struggled to even make my high school team, how I had to walk on and play in college, how I, had to, how I had to hustle to even get my career started playing professionally. And because I told those examples, even though I was not the first person to play professionally, I wasn't the first player to struggle in my background to make any sports. Because I had that story in that background, a lot of players who could relate to that story, they were also struggling, they bought into me. And then they bought into my information. So the great thing about using stories to build your brand, build your audience, and get people to connect with you is that when the people who can say me too to your story, not the hashtag me too, but me too, the quote, to your story, then they buy into you because they're saying, wow, this person knows exactly what it feels like to be where I'm at. Then that means they also probably know how to help me get through this because look at them. They're up on the stage and they have this they have the success, so they know how to get through this challenge that I'm facing right now. So this is why we hear that phrase, your mess is your message. The more you can tell people about that mess, those who have that same mess, now that they see you with the success, they know you know how to get through. Absolutely. And so I want to share kind of a story that was pretty amazing that happened this week. And I just warn you, like, you're going to be a little bit jealous. So on Friday uh, at the Grow for God conference, I was sitting at lunch and David Meltzer um, actually approached me and asked if he could sit down. And we spent, I've never met him before, we spent 30 minutes talking um, during that lunch. Now, if you think about the connecting to your audience, so David and I could not have more different lifestyles, okay? When I have never gone to the Grammys with Little John, for example, I can't make a phone call and appear at any major event that I want in premier seating. It's not the life I lead. But we connected through stories. We started by him sharing a story about building his business that then transitioned into the fact that we both have kids that are seniors in high school, that are 17 years old, that are going through the process of um, applying to college. And it was through that shared connection that the next thing I knew, we were exchanging phone numbers, and he actually called me. I showed Sarah on Saturday. He actually called me and left me a voicemail. Okay? So that is how powerful it is, is creating that connection. And, um, and we'll get into later. And you're going to notice a theme here because my stories primarily today are going to come from the event from last week. So just keep that in mind. But it is so amazing when you can create that connection over a shared experience and you do not have to be living parallel lives. So the first one, it was connects to your audience. The second one is the reason your story is your superpower is it's aspirational. So Dre, what does aspirational, what's an aspirational story to you? Aspirational story is actually a pretty simple concept or I guess what we can call the word. It's you letting people know, I know what it feels like to be in the seat that you're in because I was there three weeks ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, but I got through that and now I'm in this space right now. I'm on this stage. I'm on this this platform. I'm on this pedestal right now. 
So the aspirational story is just letting people know if you follow this path that I follow, or if you listen to the story that I told you, maybe I can inspire you to do the same thing, or maybe I can give you the exact strategy to do the exact same thing. So aspirational is just putting people in what we would call dream mode. You take them from where they are right now, and mentally, you help them imagine what it would feel like to get to the place that they want to be. And this is essentially what we all do whenever we're selling anything. You sell a speaking gig. You at the uh, meeting planner know, if I come and give this speech, your audience is going to feel this way when I step off of the stage. Or you can even ask them, let them tell you how they want their audience to feel when you step off the stage. You're putting them in that aspirational mode of what they're going to get. You see an advertisement for a luxury vehicle. What are they telling you? They're telling you how you're going to feel emotionally when you pull up to the ballet or you pull out of your garage driving that luxury vehicle. When you hire a personal trainer, the trainer wants to know, right, what do you want to achieve in your first 90 days? Like, what kind of shape do you want to get in? How many, how many ab muscles do you want to see by the summer? You're putting yourself into aspirational mode. So an aspirational story is just telling some type of transformational story it's like a personal trainer has a bunch of before and after pictures on their website showing, hey, you can aspire to do this exact same thing. Look at all these other people who've done it. You can aspire to feel like this person stepping out of the Lamborghini. Look at all these other people who are doing the exact same thing. So an aspirational story is you just letting people know other people have aspired the same way that you're aspiring or maybe the way that I'm trying to influence you to aspire. All you have to do is follow what I'm going to tell you in order to do it. Absolutely. And if we go back to a great example of this, and I'm trying to use people in this room, people that we're all aware of, is Brian Binstock showed up to the event this weekend. And he came in, in like a brick house. He was Steven. And, but Brian Binstock came in for the event. He spoke high energy. And he told his story about building his dealership, building it through the pandemic, right? Meanwhile, he's preparing for the New York Marathon. Like he was running the New York Marathon in tandem, basically, of being with us in Lexington, Kentucky. So that's aspirational. Seeing him in person, hearing his story, knowing that, at, that his fitness level, where he's at, and then understanding what he's doing next, that's aspirational, right? It's somebody in this room that if you're into health and fitness, if you want to be successful, he, it's very aspirational to look at Brian Benstock. Now, we can all be aspirational in our own ways. So, you know, sometimes we give these extreme examples, like you may be thinking, well, I, you know, I can't be Brian. You can't, but you can be aspirational in your own right. Anytime that you conquer something that somebody else wants to do, aspires to do, you are aspirational. So dig into your experiences, your expertise, even just getting through a particularly tough moment in your life, you can become that aspirational person for somebody else. So number three. So Patricia, is, before you go on, can I add, yep. a, add, an, add an anecdote to that? Absolutely. Uh, run out of time here. So, so for example, coming in my background in sports, you know, as I said earlier, I didn't start playing until I was 14, didn't make my high school team, but one year, my senior year, sat the bench, walked on to play in college, and then I went on to have a nearly 10-year-long professional athlete career. And going along, right along with what Patricia just said, is that you don't have to be at a specific point in order to have an aspirational story. Because, for example, most of you probably never heard of me through basketball, never saw me on TV. I'm not LeBron James or Kobe. But what I tell 
people all the time when I'm telling my story. The reason that I was able to connect with so many athletes with my background is because for every one LeBron, there's a thousand Dre Baldwin. So there were more people who could relate to my background than could relate to LeBron or Kobe or Michael Jordan's background because they couldn't picture themselves being the number one ranked player since they were 12 years old and having this yellow brick road all the way to the pros. They had to struggle and strive. Nobody was telling them they could make it. Nobody thought they should even keep trying. A bunch of people probably told them, told them even to give up. So when they heard my story, they said, okay, this guy is at where I'm at. I can relate to him. I can't quite relate to LeBron as much. You might like him, but you can't relate to him because you have not lived the life that he's lived. But when they heard my story, they said, oh, man, this guy is li- this guy has lived exactly what I'm living. And he made it out of it and made a success out of it. I aspire to at least do that. So that way they could relate to me, even though you could be a fan of the person who's way ahead of you. But you can relate to the person who knows what it feels like to sit in the seat that you're sitting in. So that's another aspect of the aspirational story, understanding that you don't have to be the number one person at your thing. You just have to find the people who are at the same spot that you're at right now because they want to know how to get there from where they are. They might like the person who's 10 levels above them, but they can't relate to them. So that matters a lot is your ability to relate to your target, the person who's where you used to be. Absolutely. And that really leads us into the next point, which is number three, which is it offers your unique perspective. So when I'm working with clients, the one thing that I tell them is that your experiences plus your expertise plus your unique perspective, that's your sweet spot. Okay. That's your methodology. That's your connection point. That's your framework. That's your secret sauce. And some of you guys know this because I've shared this before in this room, but in 2016, I was kind of, I was knocked off of my game. I, I was having the best year of my life initially where I just gotten a really great book deal with Simon and Schuster. And it was the dream that I had had. It was the top of the bucket list item. And in May, I walked out of a orange theory class and with a collapsed lung and, um, out of nowhere. 85% collapse and my lung continued to collapse every month after that. So I'm in the middle of writing a book. I couldn't pull my marketing support. They would maybe shelf the book. So in October, I had a major lung surgery, um, which I didn't find out until afterwards has is the third most painful recuperation a person can have. And so, and I had a book coming out in January. So what happened during that period of time, that recuperation where I was in and out of sleep, in and out of pain, is I started reading personal development books because I knew I was spiraling. Like, you know, go this from this really high to this extreme low, a lot of pain, um, a lot of things kind of falling apart because of it. And so I started reading all these personal development books, and I ended up finding the right book at the right time from the right person that pulled me out. And I've talked about in this room before, it's a miracle morning and it's a very simple book. But at that time, that's what I needed. I needed simple. And it gave me a very simple process to get off the couch, to get moving and to start moving things in the right direction. And what happened was after I kind of got through that, you know, um, got back on my feet, I got this clarity around what I wanted to do with my life. So I was already helping coach people write books. Um, I was already writing books, but I was helping anyone and everyone. I was not, I had not, I don't have a specialty. 
And the absolute clarity that I settled on is I want to work with people that want to take their earned expertise and experiences and create an impact or transformation on other people through books. So I'm very specific about that. Like I don't work with memoirs. I don't work with fiction, you know, anything else. And that is where that your unique perspective comes in. And that is my story of how I came to my unique perspective. But we all have, you know, that secret sauce. And it goes back to like what we've talked about with aspirational and connecting to your audience. You do not have to have the largest, longest story. We all have multiple stories within us. And it's what we bring to the table that makes our experiences and expertise unique. So that is the way that we can really serve and give back to others. So I want to pass it over to Dre for some comments from you about, you know, your unique perspective when it comes to story. That unique perspective is the special sauce that separates everyone. And if you look at what you're doing here, Patricia, you help people write nonfiction books. As I said earlier, that's not a brand new idea. And you have competition. There are other people who do it as well. I see their Instagram ads all the time. Some of those ads suck, but they're out there doing it. The thing is, your story, plus the fact that you have a framework, a specific framework and a specific target, that's what makes yours stand out and make you different from any other author, coach who's out there helping people write books. Breakfast with Champions is a place where people gather and they get an inspirational message and some information and some knowledge and some, some game, if you will, that you know starts in the morning. That's why it's called Breakfast with Champions. Is that a brand new idea? Not necessarily, but the secret sauce is the fact that we have these people, we do it this way, and it's this This is the structure of how we do it. That's the secret sauce that makes it stand out and makes it different. Myself, work on your game. I talk about things like discipline, mental toughness, and confidence, strategy, accountability, execution. I didn't create those things. I'm not the only one talking about them. I won't be the last one talking about them. But the fact that I created a framework around it and there's a story to that framework, that's what people connect with. So the story being just overall for all these points we're talking about here, Patricia, is story is what humans remember. We remember the narrative. We do not remember information. And if we do remember information, it's usually either A, a small parts of information we remember because maybe we've gone over it so many times, or B, we remember information because it's connected to a story. And this is something that I even use myself whenever I do keynotes or even when I'm talking on my own podcast. The stories remind me of the information. So when I tell the story, then it's easy for me to locate in my mind the information. But if I had to just memorize a whole bunch of information, I wouldn't do too well with that. It's probably why I was a, a C student in school, because it wasn't easy for me to remember the information. But had it been connected to narrative and story, a framework, and the story can be a framework in itself, that makes it easy for me to keep in my mind, makes it easy for me to connect with and decide what I want to connect with and who I want to connect with. And it just makes it more enjoyable overall. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, you know, the other thing, too, is I think that we think that our like we need to lead with our big story. Right. And so that leads us to number four, which is your story can be big. Hey, listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five Five Simple Steps to an Extraordinary Morning. 
you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Big or small. Okay, Brene Brown is absolutely the, um, she is the master at the small story, of bringing the connection through a small story. And this, I'm going to get to Glenn in this one. So the small story, and I'll never forget it. I read the book Gift of Imperfection when it came out, I don't know, years and years ago. It was the first book I read from her. And I remember, and and I'm kind of, I'm total book nerd. So I take books that I enjoy and I read them and then I go back and I actually just map out what is the framework. I break down the framework and why it worked. Um, so anyway, I went back through it. And towards the beginning, she shares a story where her and her husband, they live on a lake, and they were swimming across a lake, and they get to the other side, and she made a comment to her husband that she thought was deserved kind of a significant response, and he did not respond that way. You know, we've all been in those moments with our spouses. We say something, we think we're going to get a lot of feedback or a conversation, the other person just kind of nods or doesn't pay fully attention. So it was a really small story. And they got into a little argument. The point of the story was she was trying to immediately create a connection with her reader. There was not one person who read that exchange that would not be nodding their head along and be like, yep, I've been there. Happened. Now, if she would have started her book talking about how she hangs out with Oprah, she's got a Netflix special, that she's done all these amazing things, then she would have made the book about herself and not the reader. She would have lost that opportunity to connect. So this weekend, we were at the Grow for God conference, and I'm going to try to keep as, you know, this is the timeline as I perceived it. Um, There were a lot of things happening in the background, but so on Saturday morning, very early, Glenn found out that Grant Cardone was coming. Now, Grant Cardone, as many of us know, not only is you know, has he done some amazing things and he's a high profile person, but very significantly, he has impacted Glenn's life. It is the person that Glenn has been following for years. It's somebody he really looks up to. So if you think to who some of the heroes are to you, how significant that is. If you are hosting an event in Lexington and what that person flew in that day just for you. That is so significant, right? That's a big story. That is a big, big story for Breakfast of Champions. It says a ton about Glenn and his team. So that's the big part. So Grant came in, you know, everyone was surprised and he came up on stage and they sat down and and talked to the audience for about 30 minutes. Then they went outside and there were pictures and stuff. And then you kind of saw Glenn and remember, this is my perspective. You see Glenn and Grant kind of walking down the hallway like Glenn is going to take him to the airport. Now think about this. How would you feel if you had a one-on-one opportunity? Now, first of all, you're exhilarated because this person just showed up. They just gave an amazing talk to your audience. And now you are walking out with this person to have a one-on-one private drive to the airport. Pretty amazing, right? So what happens? Glenn's wife, however, because Glenn, unaware of exactly what's happening on stage, messages him and says, hey, your son is about to go on stage. 
So Glenn has these phenomenal children. Um, I don't know how he did this because my children would, would, were not this amazing at this age. Um, but he has some that was going to be giving a performance for all of us. And she said, where are you? And he was getting ready to take Grant um, to the airport. Now, Glenn had to make a choice, right? Is he going to say, you know what? I've, I've got my son at home for another 12 years or whatever. I've seen performances. I've been watching him rehearse this. Like, I'm good. And I may not get this opportunity again with Grant, right? A hard choice. So, but he, he didn't hesitate. He came running back. Sarah took Grant to the airport. And Glenn was there for his son. Now, to me, the part about Glenn sitting there watching his son with tears in his eyes, 100% engaged in that moment, is a feeling that we, as parents, we can all tap into. We've all been there. We've all had to make sacrifices or choices when it comes between our career or what we want and what's best for our kids or what we want, that experience we want with our family. We all know what it feels like to sit and have pride in our kids. So to me, if Glenn wanted to connect with the most amount of people when he was opening up his book, he wouldn't lead with the focus on Grant Cardone. He would lead with his son and that experience of watching his children, one by one over the weekend, perform and come up on stage at an event in front of people that is like family to Glenn. So that is that difference between a big or small story. Those small stories are oftentimes much more significant for connecting with more people, whereas your big stories may fall more into the aspirational category, a mix of both is important. So I'm going to pass it over to Dre to kind of comment on that big versus small because I know, like, you're a professional athlete. That's pretty big, right? But you also have lots of little things that have happened along the way that allow you to connect with your audience. Of course, and those are the anecdotes. Those are the small stories. Those are the, well, here's what happened when I went to the pizza shop or Here's something that occurred when I went to drop some packages off at UPS. Those little stories, those little anecdotes, they do several things. First of all, they can help connect you to your audience, like you said, with the Brene Brown and the story with uh, Glenn and Grant Cardone. Yes, it can help connect you to your audience, but it also, what it also does is, number two, allows you to recall information and it implants that information in the minds of your audience because you tell the story to usually connect to a bigger point because both of those stories were connecting to a bigger point. Renee was setting up something she was sharing for her book. Glenn was telling, connecting a bigger point about his purpose and his life and what, what his priorities are, what's most important to him. And it's easier for us as people who hear that story to remember it when we remember the story. And the third thing that it does, and this is especially important for all the thought leaders and brand builders out here, is that it allows us to share more of ourselves with our audience. Because our audience, of course, we, our audience comes to us because we have the success, because we're up on the stage, you got all these followers, you're making this money, you're selling these products, you got you know, a shiny car, big muscles, whatever it happens to be. But also, those small stories, those little things that happen in your life are what allow people to get a glimpse into who you really are as a person. 
the non-shiny moments, the not on stage moments, those vulnerable moments, or again, just little things that occur and other people can say, oh, that happened to me too, or I understand how that could be, or okay, that gives me a little glimpse into who this person is and how they think and why they are who they are. Those little glimpses are really the things that draw people into us as, as people who are building brands and building audiences, especially these days when we have social media whose, whose very purpose is for everybody to be in everybody else's business, as much of your business as you want to share. And when you're willing to share it, people are going to pay attention to it. And they're going to listen. And one thing that I've learned over the years, having been online for over 15 years publishing, is that people are paying attention to and listening and reading and watching even when you think they're not. Even when you think people, you put something out and you share some little anecdote and you think nobody really noticed it, nobody said anything, it might be five, six years later, somebody brings that thing up to you and you realize, wow, like they are paying attention. People really are listening. They're noticing these little things about you, even though they're not saying anything. So 97% of your audience will never tell you anything about what parts of what you're sharing they're paying attention to, but they are absolutely paying attention. So every single thing you do is part of your marketing, is part of your message, and is part of the relationship that you're either building or destroying with your audience. It's so true. So this weekend when I was at the event, I had people coming up to me and saying, like repeating things back to me that I had said. I didn't necessarily remember saying them because I, I talk in here a lot and, you know, post some stuff on Instagram and that kind of stuff. But people are paying attention. And what, what really becomes sticky to them are the things that either attract them to you or repel them. You know, people re also remember what repels them about people as well. So, you know, what we say is very sticky and it's always something to keep in mind. And it's where you're showing up all over the place. And so we're talking about stories here. I just want to kind of reiterate, we're not just talking about books, right? We share, I mean, I don't even know how many stories are shared in this room every single day, but it's a lot. So we share stories with our neighbors. And if you really paid attention to how many stories you share throughout your day, whether you're talking to your kids or, or somebody at work, I mean, that's what we're doing. We're connecting through stories. So I want to quickly reset the room and then we will um, get to the fifth one. But good morning, everyone. We are in the Breakfast of Champions room, the Millionaire's Breakfast Club, and we are here every morning to bring you motivation, education, and inspiration. So ping some of your friends in by clicking that plus sign. And we are here from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. every Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. every Saturday, and Club 111, which is our worship service on Sunday. So we have our incredible social media show every weekday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and pop-up rooms throughout the afternoon and evening to talk about trending topics and to connect with you. So you probably heard, because I've talked about it several times, that we had the Grow for God, which was an amazing conference just last week where Grant Cardone flew in with a surprise interview with Glenn Lundy and so many amazing performances and life-changing events. So you can go and access those replays, which I, if you weren't there, you really, really, really should. There is so much amazing information and inspiration there. And you can go to growforgod.com to get that information. So if you're just joining us, what we're talking about, Dre and I, is the five reasons your story is your superpower. And we have so far, we have discussed is that it, number one, it connects you to your audience. Number two, it's aspirational. Three, it offers your unique perspective. 
four, your story, it can be big or it can be small. You really should have a combination of both depending on who you're talking to and the message you're trying to send. And the fifth one is it clarifies your mission. So it's the why behind what you do. So hopefully, and I'm going to look through the audience here. Yep, he is here with a brand new profile picture. So Triple J. Um, Triple J here in Breakfast of Champions. Um, if you guys have been following along, he is a champion in this room. He has a remarkable story that he has gifted with us over and over again. And he was at the Grow for God conference. And I am telling you, we showed up around 5 a.m. to Glenn's 1,000th episode, 5, 5.15 in the morning. And he came strutting in, and he was in a suit. He had a, I don't know, I'm not a sports person, a, a wrestling or a, a boxing um, belt over his shoulder. And every single day when he walked into that room, it was like a celebrity entering the room. I mean, he just radiates light and love. I mean, big smile on his face. People gravitated to him. It was truly amazing. And when we talk about clarifying your mission, he is positioning himself right now to help others. I mean, I know that definitively that he is positioning himself. He is, you know, he is talking to everybody. He is talking about how he can't wait to give back. He is talking about how he is empowered and inspired. And so um, that's what we talk about when your story clarifies your mission. His story is just beginning. So I want to give a special shout out to Triple J because he is so amazing and he was such a gift to this conference this week. I mean, he was such a gift to be there. And then the other person I really want to talk about who is so good at clarifying their mission is Sarah McCord. So my friend Sarah, um, if you've been around for a while, you know, she is an amazing leader within this group. I met her back in January through the, um, we had a daily marketing show that we showed up to Monday through Friday. But where her mission comes in, it's around the significance of September and October to her and her family. That's what clarifies her her why, and I'm not going to get into her story, but it's where she honors and creates legacy around her story by helping others. And so one of her superpowers is the way that she puts words together that can literally crack you wide open. It's all heart. When I think of Sarah, I knew Sarah before she was the leader of this group. I knew her as someone who, when she spoke, it was literally heart. Like you, like it just cracks you open. I don't know how else to explain it, but her mission and her vision is very clear And if you spend a little bit of time with her, you will understand what that is. And that is the power of having a story where you have connected it to who you are as a person and why you do what you do. So I wanted to pass it over to Dre to make comments as well, because I think it's so important to really understand that connection. Your story is not just a story, but if you can connect it to the core of who you are, you are now putting yourself in the position to be of service to others with your story. Even if your story didn't have the outcome that you personally wanted, you are in the position to help somebody else, to avoid um, the same outcome, to be empathetic, 
um, just to be a great human being. So, Dre, I'm going to hand it to you. This is absolutely, this is imperative for anyone who wants to build a big brand. If you want to build a large audience, if you want to have raving devoted uh, devotees in your audience and not just followers and not just fans and not just customers, you absolutely need to figure out because everybody has a story. So it's not like you need to create a story. The story is already there. You've already lived it for 25, 50, or 43 years. You've already lived the story. The challenge that we all have is figuring out how can we take what we've gone through in our lives and connect it to what we do professionally. And the more smoothly we can do that, the more, easy, the more easily we can make it make sense for the people who are taking in our message and make it target the people who are taking in our message, the more easily they will connect to us and the more ready they will be to you know, do whatever it is you want them to do, to follow your calls to action, whatever they happen to be. And if you think of all the people that even Patricia has mentioned so far, think of a Brene Brown. I don't even, I'm not that big of a follower of Brene Brown, but I know that her story is about vulnerability and showing your weaknesses and showing your and embracing your deficiencies and i've heard enough of her talk that she always finds a way to connect some type of story of that to anything that she's sharing and a bunch of people connect with that you look at someone like uh, grant cardone he talks about i've heard him tell his story how when the market crashed well he had a bunch of stories he's, he, the older you are the more stories you have but i heard him tell a story when the market crashed around 2008 now he was in a precarious situation he said i'll never put myself in that space again and now his business is about when i hear him speak he's always talking about how to make sure other people don't get themselves into that space uh, glenn talking about his story and just the story that you shared there patricia about how he had to decide do i get this do i take this car ride with this guy who i've looked up to for years or am i going to go listen to my own son speak on stage in my event and that's part of his story, and it connects people to him. Patricia, you telling your story about helping people make impact with their books and about how when you walked out of that orange theory and all out of nowhere you had this medical situation that you had to deal with. Me telling my story, how I was you know, counted out or maybe not counted at all, and I had to figure out how to get myself into the space that I needed to be in and how that connects to all the things that I talk about to this day. So sometimes it's interesting because when people don't know our stories, and we, all those people that I just mentioned, there are people who don't really know the backstory of some of those individuals. And they might only hear some clip or they might see some three-minute video on YouTube or they'll hear about some post that that person has out that went viral in a positive or a negative way. And they'll just hear a little segment of what this person is talking about, maybe just the information or the point that they're making, but they don't know the backstory of that individual. And they say, oh, well, this person is arrogant or this person's cocky or this person just doesn't understand and this person is kind of cold or this person doesn't have compassion, they don't have empathy. But if you only get the, the cliff note version of the point that a person is making and you don't understand the backstory behind why they're talking like that, then it makes sense that you might be misunderstood by certain people in an audience. And this happens to all of us all the time. But when people know that backstory, they know why you talk like that, why you say the thing that you say, that's, that's the glue that connects everything together. So the story is basically the, the glue or the, the gluten, the yeast, that brings everything together and makes it all stay connected so people can understand, okay, I see what this person is saying. It might be a little bit different from what I've heard or different from what I thought. But because I know their story, I understand why they talk like this. And that's what makes it all make sense. So the story is everything for gluing together all of your knowledge and expertise and information.
Yeah, totally. I mean, I always tell people like, don't lead with your Ferrari unless you're going to tell people how they got it, right? <laughs> it's not impressive. But if you've got a Ferrari sitting on your driveway and you start with your story about all the hardship or the different things that you had to do or you're going to give me the steps that you took to get it, then that makes that story interesting. And um, what I have found, and this is, happens a lot, so I have book coached probably about 100 people, um, mostly entrepreneurs, former athletes, or uh, corporate clients, corporate people who want to eventually exit and kind of do their own thing. And if they've already started writing their book, I would say that the majority, when they give it to me, and this is why this conversation is so important, there's, their book is leading with their LinkedIn profile. And it's not because these are bad people. It's not because these are people that want to show off. It's because they feel like they need to lead with providing the context or justify why it's okay that they're writing this particular story or why you should read their book. And the thing I tell them is, first of all, for most of us, if they've already opened the front cover of the book, they already bought it. Like they're, they're a lay down. Like you got them. They already bought the book. And so where you need to start is to be of service. You need to lead with acknowledging that you understand where they're at, what their challenges, what their problems are, and that you are going to help lead them. And this goes to the story brand. You're going to be the Yoda that makes them the superhero of their story. And then as they get to know you, as you travel through the book, or if you're giving a speech or you're doing a blog post, whatever that is, as they get to know you, just like you do in a friendship, or if you're dating somebody, you don't lead with your entire backstory. Once somebody gets to know you, they want to know more about you. And then you can start kind of breadcrumbing your story through there. If it's significant or if it's something you feel they need to know. But you don't, we don't need to jump in with our professional profile or our most tragic event and sort of dump front load things with that. So the story piece, which goes back to our number one, which is connection. And to create a connection, it needs to be a conversation, not a domination. And so that was, you know, we were just trying to give some tips today. This room is so amazing when it comes to story. And I invite everyone to share their story. Everyone has a story we're sharing. And I would say everyone has multiple stories we're sharing, both big and small. And so I just wanted to open it up um, for discussion. If people want to flash their mics, if they have a comment, a question, um, we just want to give some space for that right now. I just hey Patricia. Hey, I can't I can't I can't see it. So whoever that is, go ahead and speak. Well, I it was Mary Lynn, but somebody else was gonna add to you. It's so Tamara, ahead. Mary Lynn, you can go first, sweetie. Oh, I was just saying I love the part about the small story because I distinctly remember Brene Brown. They were swimming. She, something about her bathing suit, you know, she didn't get the response. They talked about it later. And as I'm cultivating, putting my story together, 
I just love that. So thank you for that share because you're right. The small story made the impact. So thank you. Mary yeah, Lynn, thank you. Mirror that. So. Yeah, I was going to mirror that same conversation is the, when I went to go write my book, I really wanted, I knew what the big stories were, but every big story has a bunch of supporting stories that got you to that place that got you to that awareness or got you to that place of break. Right. And so it was unpacking the smallest stories, conversations with my Nana, conversations with my husband, conversations with employees, conversations with myself that no one ever knew about and no one partook with um, that actually made the story that much more um, voluptuous. And it was incredible to see the outcome of what that did, even sharing stories, not necessarily through books, but through stage, like it happened this past weekend, hearing everyone's stories, Triple J, like you mentioned, Patricia, um, and then seeing the breakthrough that happens for other people because there's an aha moment that they can too. And so I had a lot of people coming up to me about sexual abuse and physical abuse and emotional abuse after I shared about the nonprofit that we were helping support. And uh, it's just wild to see the connectivity of human beings through our stories. And I love what you do, Patricia. Thank you so much. And Dre, you guys are incredible. Hey, this is Lolita. I'll pop in. Um, Patricia, were you going to follow up with that? No, go ahead. Beautiful. <laughs> hey, yes, I absolutely loved um, the piece where you all talked about to make a connection is really about a conversation and not leading with your LinkedIn profile, not leading with all your accolades, not leading with the titles that um, are atop of us, because reality is it's the connection that matters. And that is really based on the conversation. So I love that you reminded us of that, particularly as we sit on Clubhouse and so many times people don't leave with their heart. People forget that when you reach out, it's okay to just make a connection based off of the getting the conversation going. And I think that that also translates very well inside of a book. The, the best books are those where you can feel as though I want to get cozy and we're talking to each other. We're right here and I'm right here inside of the story. So thanks so much for that reminder. And I think we can each take a piece of that today. Hey, Patricia, this is Dr. Anup. Can I jump in super quickly? Absolutely. Go ahead. Oh, thank you so much. I loved your segment. And uh, let me tell you, yesterday I attended uh, a master class by Miss Patty Dobrovsky. She's a four-time TEDx speaker. And uh, she actually coached people regarding how to draw your creative future. That was a master class. And... I promised in that, Patricia, that um, I'll talk to you because I was struggling to write my, I'm, I'm planning to write my first book and I actually set up the deadline for the 30th June, 2022. And, and she told me, Anup, just, just go ahead and talk to that lady whom, whom you're talking about. I was literally talking about you and the desired new reality is all about that I already finished my book, that too before the deadline. And I loved the segment uh, in which you said something regarding Glenn and his story. Wow, awesome. Everybody has a story. And I too has a big story. And I would love to share. Thank you so much, Patricia. I appreciate your segment. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And Glenn has just come into the room. Glenn, you missed your Brene Brown moment story. I'll have to share it with you later. Um, but yeah, I'd love to hear it. <laughs> it has to do with Grant Cardone 
and you making the choice to come back and spend time with your son who was on stage honoring us with his performance and what an amazing choice that was. Now, I have teenagers, so the choice may have been easy because my kids on stage would not be precious, but um, the fact that you made the choice very quickly um, when your hero and somebody that had flown in to see you and you had to make a split-second decision of whether you would come back and see your son and be 1,000% present, um, that is the connection story is what we were talking about. The big story was Grant. But if you led in a book with your story about you and your son and that choice and the significance of your kids performing and gracing all of us with performances through the weekend, that would be the story that would connect with the most people. So Grant is aspirational and the connection story has to do with you and your family and that choice that you had to make in the moment. So what we're talking about today is that the five reasons your story is your superpower. And I encourage everyone to really give some thought as to what their stories are, the big, the small, the aspirational, the ones that can connect you as an act of service to those people that may be walking just a few steps behind you in the moments. Um, and go back to that formula I gave about your unique perspective. That is a combination of your experiences with your expertise and your individual unique perspective. That is your sweet spot. That is your secret sauce. If you really spend time focusing on that, that is often where your frameworks and the methodologies for your business come from is using that combination is the thing that makes you stand out from everyone else. It is also the thing that attracts the right people to you and repels the rest. And in order to create an impact, you really have to be willing to repel some people. So if you notice today, the stories and examples that Dre and I give when we talk about stories included this community. We only included people within the Breakfast of Champions community. And it's people that we have personally met due to this incredible group that have been brought together with Breakfast of Champions because it's through the stories that we have shared with purpose and intention that we have formed these amazing connections, both online and offline, because like-hearted attracts like-hearted. That is an attraction. We repel people who are not like-hearted, that don't want to be inspired, that don't want to be motivated, don't want to be educated, and it's very, very intentional. So it's a human-human-human-to-human -human connection that so many people right now are missing and that we have found right here in this room. H to H, human to human connection. And that is why since I joined this community that I have more than 10X my business. I mean, I could give you analytic, analytics to that. And I have 1000X my personal and professional circle. The partnerships and friendships and sense of community are incredible. It was so reinforced this last weekend by the number of people that came up and gave me hugs and support and reached out. And it's an opportunity that every single person in this room who listens to the podcast, that attends the events, who shows up every morning, that was coming to the Facebook group, that follows on Instagram, it's an opportunity that every single person here has. And if that is something that you want to multiply for yourself, 
then I want to give Sarah an opportunity to explain how you can start 10xing or like I've done 1000xing those personal and professional connections. So if Sarah is available, I'm going to pass it over to you to kind of um, wrap that up. I am available. I am super, super excited that you called on me. We are just shuffling the stage. And I also see that Glenn's here as well, if he wants to talk a bit about the Champion Circle, because I talked about it twice already this morning. We are so, so excited about this next evolution of Breakfast with Champions to give you more access. As you're saying, Patricia, that you made these connections and 10 extra business, that's literally one of the things that we love to hear, that this investment of time that you're putting in is not just pouring into you, you know, personally, but it's also pouring into you professionally. It's helping you grow through what you're learning, through the training, through the connections that you're making. Um, so I can keep talking about it. Or Glenn Lundy, are you, do you happen to be here to talk about the champion circle, brother? Um, I'm here, and I've been talking about the champion circle with my wife all morning. <laughs> my wife's like, this is crazy. What exactly are we doing here, right? This is so, so cool. And I am excited about the future of Breakfast with Champions. I am excited for the opportunity to give people access to the strategies and to the network, to connections that they might not be able to get in any other way. And so the Champion Circle is a weekly Zoom uh, led by eight amazing amazing business leaders uh, that really know what the heck they're doing, right? They really know what the heck they're doing. And we had a, a virtual summit with Ramon last night, which was phenomenal. And we talked a little bit about Champion Circle and, and the biggest difference being, you know, on Ramon's summit or in a room like this, we have education that we share and motivation and inspiration um, but what the champion circle does is it gives us additional access where we can really dive in and we can say, okay, what exactly are you working on? What is the project? What is the business? What does your revenue look like now? What career are you looking to step out of and looking to step into? Who are you? What is your schedule? Do you have kids, right? Like we can really dive in and get a better understanding of the situations and the scenarios and then we can give you all of the strategy, the data, the information, help you avoid any of the dummy tax um, that comes along with, with, with us stepping out to be entrepreneurs or to level up in our individual careers, if we're looking for promotions, ways to generate more income, all of those different things, right? So I was thinking about it. I personally, on Sunday, kind of stepped into a new um, realm of, of business that I hadn't been in before. And immediately on Monday, I had the opportunity to call these incredible humans, right? Judge Graham, who's done multiple nine-figure exits. Uh, Brian Benstock, number one Honda dealer in the world, who also has contracts with Google. And, you know, Liza Myers-Borges, who owns 20 dealerships across Virginia and is continuing to to, to expand. Uh, Brian Hess with Top Contractor Schools, got the largest contractor education and employee uh, employee employee employing 
<laughs> I don't know if that's a word, but the dude's a beast, right? And so being able to call them and say, here's my situation, here's the revenue, here's what we're doing, here's what we're trying to accomplish, here's the vision, what do I need to do next, right? And so being able to do that, having them in my Rolodex, which has been earned over the last seven years, really, was such, such a leg up, man, such a gift. Like, there's so many mistakes that we will now avoid because I have that circle, and so being able to offer a circle like that to everybody in this room to where you'll be able to ask those questions, avoid those mistakes, get those strategies and get very, very clear on what you want to do next. That's what really excites me. We are excited to share our experiences as well as our relationships to help you level up, to help you grow in all those different aspects and areas of your business. So championcircle.live, uh, you can go to championcircle.live if you want to be a part of this, if you want to join us, if you're ready to activate, if you're ready to get that access that took me years and years and years to build, you can now accelerate it. This is the shortcut for you. So championcircle.live, or you can just click that link right here on the top of the screen. If you've updated your Clubhouse app, you should see a link at the top. You can click that link and you can join us that way. And uh, Sarah, I appreciate you. Yeah, there we go. Um, Sarah, I appreciate you giving me space to talk about that a little bit. Patricia, I adore you. It was so incredible getting to meet you live and in person. You are such a tremendous asset to the Breakfast with Champions uh, team to the table to all these people all the people that are in this room i am excited for the future and the uh, opportunities that you bring to the table that we can now create uh, in the future for people with their books and being able to help them put together books and so on and so forth so excited about all the things so thank you patricia and i will be back here at, in 30 minutes at eight o'clock uh, my boss sarah mccord has so kindly given me a space here where I'll get to share. So I'm super excited uh, to be here with you guys from 8 to 8.30. So make sure you don't go anywhere. And I'll just drop in. The one thing I wanted to add to is that we really want you all to take advantage of the opportunity and sign up right now. So along with uh, this Clubhouse segment at 8 a.m. here, Glenn is actually leading a live Zoom training to kick us off Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern for everyone who signs up for the Champion Circle, but you have to do it right now if you want to get in on that Zoom call. You will also get all of the Growth for God replays if you sign up right now. That's 20 hours of content for free. You're going to get an exclusive course from the Champions Training Center, which isn't even dropping until Black Friday. You will get books from our top moderators. And I want to shout out Kim Walsh Phillips, who I see on stage, who's going to be one of your top trainers. She is I was about to ask that, like, have you locked Kim down? Kim's in? You're in, right, Kim? Because I just told the world you're in, right, sister? Yes. <laughs> locked and loaded, ready to go. Love it. That's what I'm talking about. I wasn't sure if you'd made any coach announcements, Sarah. So I love that, I Kim. I am excited to run morning. with you, girl. I might, I might have dropped. I think, uh, Sarah, and... I'll, uh, I'll shoot you a DM. I think I, I just thought of another good bonus we're going to throw in there for those that get first at the table because we know that speed brings success. So I'll shoot you a message right now. Yes, the best 
of freebies and giveaways that that's I'm super awesome. excited. That's yeah, I might have dropped some names, awesome. Glenn. I might have, I might have, I might have dropped the name David Cizak, whose birthday it is today. I might have dropped the name Brian Benstock and Elijah Bowie and Haley Hobson. I might have Marvin Reed. Is Marvin still here? I might have dropped a, a few names, a few names this morning, but that's why you got to be in this room. You have to be in this room and then you have to be in the champion circle room because if you're not in the room, I mean, there's just so much opportunity for you to really connect with each other and with these elite trainers in a really special way. So click the link above and um, I will either pass it back to Patricia and Dre. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'll pass it back to you, Patricia, and then we'll go over to Ramon. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Glenn. And I just want to say I love you guys so much. And it was so great to see you guys in, in real life. Um, there's really not a substitute for that experience. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.